You are listening to episode 59 of the On The Wrong Lead podcast. Follow us on Twitter at, at wrong underscore lead, youtube.com slash on the wrong lead, and visit our website at ontherunglead.com. Help support On The Wrong Lead by signing up for AM Wager and earn 10% back up to $500 in all exotic and win bets made in your first 30 days. Use our link in the podcast notes. You can also support us by buying a t-shirt or other merch at ontherunglead.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of the On The Wrong Lead podcast. My name is Josh, a.k.a. Cherry Drank on Twitter and on Discord. And uh, I'm joined today by a uh, uh, tournament guru, we'll call him, uh, Greg Callawag, a.k.a. Murphy. Greg, how are you doing? Hey, thanks for having me. I'm doing well. Yeah, I figured, uh, you know, we got uh, NHC coming up in a couple weeks and I know... Uh, you are a, a bit of an NHC veteran now, uh, having been there, was it the past three years or past two years? Past two years, and I was able to get double qualified both years. Nice, nice. Now, if I remember correctly, last year, you only had one entry, right? But you got uh, you got another one in that last chance? Yes. So I had to look it up just to see, um, you know, for people that are wondering. So I only had one. And because NHC was delayed last year, I think I won my seat in like February of 2020. I think it was supposed to be for, you know, the February of 2021 NHC. It got pushed back because of COVID. And then um, I was thinking like, maybe I'll go a day early for this last chance, first chance. And then I ended up winning a feeder on uh, horse trainees. And then I looked at my result because I don't remember how, um, like, up to a point did they give people seats. I f- was 24th on the leaderboard, and I know I think it was, like, second to last to get a seat. And so I know people ahead of me were, like, double qualified for the 2021 and 2022, and they were only giving out a certain number of seats for 2022. So, yeah, so... Yeah, I actually uh, just won a feeder, was it Sunday, to get into that last chance, first chance. So I'll be uh, I'll be going to Vegas, um, seeing if I can win an NHC seat for uh, for that, that coming weekend. And if not, uh, me and the boys are going to have a nice weekend in Vegas. I think there's a there's a group of probably like six or seven of us going. So so it should be a fun time. Uh, I know we tried to convince you uh, to come and then you like half ass tried to qualify for NHC. So you'd have a reason to be there, but, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I did try, but I don't, you know, for me, it's just kind of like NHC. It's kind of lost some of the initial, uh, like stardom, I guess of it. And, um, I mean, I think it's still a good tournament to, to try to qualify for, and it's definitely a good experience, but I think my, the, my priority of trying to play in it has gone down. Is that because of the the rake, the format, the uh, just the fact that you'd rather play in BCBC? Like, what's kind of changed your mind on that a little bit? Well, so um, I I actually don't mind that mythical one place format. Me personally, I think I'm just a better live bankroll player, and so I tend to pretty much only play in those contests. And that's how I had won my. NHC seats before was I had played in these live bankroll contests online with Santa Anita on Express Bet. And I just would, you know, get top five or top 10, whatever it was. And I just end up getting an NHC seat. And uh, this past year, I feel like they didn't have as many because they used to have like once a month, 
a $500 buy-in, you can have up to three entries, and then they'd give out NHC seats. I feel like they did not have as many of those monthly tournaments um, this past year. And maybe I'm mistaken because maybe I just didn't have the time to play in it or I was busy and I didn't notice it. Um, the other thing is there's just so many entries now that it's really just a dartboard. I went to go look to see how many entries there were in for last year. I don't know how many there are for this year, but it's probably something similar. There's 563 entries. And, you know, for people that don't know, NEC format, it's three days long. It's uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. After Saturday, they take the top 10%. And so if you didn't have a good weekend, I mean, you, they still have a consolation tournament for Sunday, but it's like half as many races. It just doesn't feel as fun. I know some people have gone and if they don't make day three um, for like the, the top 10%, they'll just go or they'll enjoy the rest of time in Vegas and they would attend that consolation tournament. And so it's kind of like, okay, you kind of have to get through one cut and then you have to be again you know, top 10 of those 50. So I don't know. I feel like it's just kind of hard. It's a challenge. People who play together, they are definitely at an advantage. And I know that, you know, the rules say that, um, I can't remember what the word is. Like you can't conspire with each other or with whoever else, but people do. And they say, you know, I like this, whatever, 20 to one, or if people don't have a play, they'll, They'll say, I'm going to try this horse. I like this horse, but not enough to include it in my my picks. So for a player like me who um, the past couple years, I've, you know, the two years I went, I was pretty much alone. Last year, I sat at the table by myself alone. Um, so and I'm not one to go out and kind of seek people. Plus there's COVID, you know, going around. So it's like, do I really want to be interacting with people who I don't know if they have COVID or not? Because chances are one person there had COVID. I mean, that's just you know, statistics. So I don't know. There's, there's just a lot of things. I, I think for a player like myself, I'm at a disadvantage. The price pool, even if you do, let's just say you make day three and you were in last place, you get $10,000. It's kind of like, geez, I could have spent my time a lot more efficiently and probably won $10,000 that way, you know? But overall, I mean, NHC, it's a fun environment. And you get to be around a, a lot of other horse players who are just like yourselves. You know, you don't see that kind of group all together in one room at the same time very often these days. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I know that was that was part of the thing that I was like kind of bummed I missed out on last time. And I know, like I said, I didn't uh, I didn't qualify, but uh, I was just going to go for the weekend just to hang out and, and just degen and. Uh, yeah, I know uh, you were there and uh, a couple of the other guys were up there. So uh, we were kind of planning on doing the same thing this year. But then, uh, you know, a handful of us spiked uh, spiked last chance, first chance uh, qualifiers. So at least, you know, you got the $500 tournament playing. Yeah. And I mean, the last chance, first chance is just as fun. Um, you know, it's it's almost like you know, a primer for what actually NHC is. And so if you go there and you're playing last chance, first chance, and you're like, I hate this tournament format. Chances are you're you are not gonna like the NHC format because it's 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 pretty much the same thing. Yeah, and I know uh, Mark's gonna. I think Mark's gonna try to buy into it. So I'm I'm really curious to see 
I mean, I know Mark likes to play uh, a lot of those big mythical tournaments like Flocal and um, what did they call it last year? Like the uh, the Triple Crown, the the Horse Tourney Triple Crown or whatever. Oh yeah, it was Flocal, Sponsurf, and I can't remember what the other one was, but yeah, those those three of them. And I mean, in my opinion, those are a lot. Um, I don't know. It's that's almost like nhc how some of some of that format is and i feel like it's not as top heavy as nhc is um to where you can still get something the entries are certainly a lot less than what nhc is it just feels like those kind of tournaments feel a lot more manageable and then the other thing for nhc too is there's always been a discrepancy on how much a seat actually is um i was looking uh, the NHC Super qual- Qualifier that Santa Anita had, and they said an, an NHC seat is worth $4,500. And that sounds about right. I think the previous years, I said it was worth $3,000, but $3,000, $4,500, whatever. Um, if you play on horse players and you try to get an NHC seat, it's worth something like $9,900 with the amount of takeout that horse players um, takes. So that's the thing, too, is like... There's a huge discrepancy on like, am I getting a seat that's worth nine thousand, or am I getting a seat that's worth forty five hundred? You know, and if I mean it's the same seat, and so you know the the ratios on that they need to be they need to be changed, if you know to match you know all the other formats together. Yeah, and I guess so. I know rake is is one of the the hot button topics about it, and I think you kind of touched on it a little bit. Um, you know, we, we, I at least constantly talk about takeout and how, um, to a certain point, you know, you want to avoid the high takeout wagers, high takeout contests, you know, what have you, um, you know, that's why we like tracks like Sam Houston. And I know you, I know you would not, you know, lowered yourself to such, uh, such tracks such as Sam Houston. I know you're very, uh, you you only play the big tracks like Laurel and uh, uh, oh man, what's another Murphy Golden Gate Fields? I know I know those are like those are those are the Murphy tracks out there, the the Greg tracks. So I know you know you wouldn't you would never cross over to the the Sam Houston's of the world, but um, you know I know you you're a fairly big horizontal player. I know you love the uh, the Golden Hour bets, and and I I know you're uh, you're pretty price conscious when it comes to it, and I, I think that everybody should be. Um, to avoiding that so um, definitely that that's kind of one of the things about NHC like when, when I started doing the math I was kind of like uh, like I don't really know if that's something I really want to put like a ton of effort to but you know I've played a bunch I've played a couple live um, bankroll contests and that that's been part of the prize pool and uh, I, like if I won one of them it's not like I'd be like oh no like I cannot take this you know I mean obviously if you win a seat you win a seat but um, as far as the rake, I think we kind of, you know, beat that to death. But let's talk about the format a little bit uh, because it's mythical. And I know there's there's the mythical format and there's a live format. Um, it sounds like you're kind of more leaning in towards the live format. So what what about the mythical format do you not like? So, I, I mean, I don't mind the mythical format. I'm just not very good at it. And what I'm I don't mind nhc's mythical because it's alive so a lot of times what happens 
on like horse tourneys is they'll have like um, pick and pray. And so you think you're gonna get a horse that's gonna be 15 to one and then post time comes around and they're three to one. It's like, damn, like I like this horse at 15 to one, but I don't like the horse at three to one. And you wanna change your horse and then you can't. NHC, it gives you opportunities to wait and see. And so, um, I mean, I, I do like NHC's format, but I'm just a lot better just straight up win betting or playing a daily double or, you know, a pick three or a pick four and hammering good opinions, even if they're chalky, because it's like, okay, I think I can make money from this. The mythical format also, it just depends on what someone else likes, you know, and I know some people, especially at NHC, they just are firing darts at, you know, cap horses every single race. Um, and I know for me, what I would do when I, when I played the past couple of years is I kind of like scout through the tracks that I'm like good at or the, the tracks that I, I'm familiar with. So like Santa Anita, Tampa, Gulfstream, I look at those pretty regular. Fairgrounds, you know, I don't look at, I had not looked at an Aqueduct card before the NHC. Um, you know, I play Laurel, so I would look at Laurel. I, I'm trying to think if there's any other tracks. So or Golden Gate. So it's just kind of like those tracks that you don't know. And it's you have to come up with a certain number of plays. So the format is um, you bet on 18 races across both days. And they have some races that are mandatory races where everyone in the room is betting them. And then the other ones are uh, optional races. So you can choose which which horse do you want to bet. Um, Oh, Oakland's another track. So I'm, I mean, before NHC, I just would never look at Oakland. I would never look at Aqueduct. So it's hard for me going there and saying like, well, I don't know how this track plays. Is it fair? Does it favor speed? Is the inside good? Is the outside good? You know, who are some of these trainers that I don't know about? So um, I think that's the other thing too, is I'm very picky on the tracks that I play. You know, um, I used to be a big Laurel hitter, probably not so much anymore because they're, they're canceling every, every card they have. Um, Sanita, Del Mar, I mean, always betting those tracks whenever they're running. I love playing the golden hour and you just won't see me bet a lot of my handle outside of those tracks. And so that's the other thing is like, just I'm unfamiliar with some of these trainers, these horses, you know, you could, I could see a 10,000 claimer at Sanita and be like, oh yeah, I know who that horse is. I've seen that horse run, you know, for the past six months, that same kind of horse might show up you know, at Oakland, it's like, who the hell is this, you know, or, you know, like the Arkansas bread races. Oh my God, those things are just a pain in the ass to handicap. And, but those, those are the races where the long shots come in. And so you just have, you, at NHC, you can't just bet three to one horses every single time because you have to have a hundred percent strike rate and that's just not going to happen. And you know, you're just hoping that other people in the room are just missing on their horses. If they're not missing, then your three to ones, they're not going to get you anywhere. Yeah, I know that that's kind of, you know, shoe hit mentions is sometimes about some of like the $12 contests on horse tourneys that might have like a, I don't know, like they'll do like two or 3000 guaranteed, like it's a huge tournament. And as those entries go up, and people you can have multiple multiple entries like it's much easier to just be willing to take those stabs and like you got to hit them you know if a, if a cap horse you know comes in in a mandatory race and you don't have it like 
that that can kind of uh, that, that can kind of just you know put you right behind the eight ball right away. Um, and and the same thing happens in the, in the mythical contest, especially like the pick and praise and things like that, where where you can't adjust. You know, um, the other day I played in a contest and there was like a forty three dollar horse or something in the first leg in the first race, and I didn't have it, and it was a pick and pray. So it's like if it's not live, like you can't even like attempt to to play around it and hope to catch catch back up. So um, just kind of another. Uh, another wrinkle in the the pick and pray versus versus live there but uh but yeah i i i'm actually i kind of do like playing the pick and praise um even with the live contests i kind of do a set it and forget it and like if i get re- if i'm really really behind late then i, I start I kind of start adjusting and start firing away but uh as far as like live bankroll that's definitely one where i've kind of I've kind of started playing a little bit more this year with um, the Naira contest. Naira bets runs contests like every Saturday or they, they do over the summer at least. And they're like a $300 buy-in. I think it's $200 to your bankroll and a hundred dollars to the the prize pool. And um, I've been playing those quite a bit, you know, and those are uh, win exacta double, I believe trifecta. And, um, yeah, it definitely makes you it, it definitely makes you look at the races differently than um, than just the regular old than, than the pick and praise, you know, because you're not now you're actually trying to make money. You know, you're not just trying to pick winners. Uh, you're trying to find good bets. And I and I mean, it's kind of wild because I remember I was just like down and out. I think I had one hundred dollars left and I needed one more mandatory bet. And I think I just played like one hundred dollars straight exact and I hit. And I ended up cashing like fifth or sixth in that contest, and and uh, so that that exacta paid like I think five hundred bucks or something, but it was actually worth eight hundred to me because of the three hundred dollars, three or four hundred dollars in, in cash I won on top of it. So um, it, it's a little interesting. Uh, I know I played a, a fifteen hundred dollar contest as well at Santa Anita. Um, I like that Santa Anita. The fun thing that they do is Express Bet runs those Friday feeders that are like 80 bucks or whatever and you can win it win one of the bigger seats uh to the live bankroll contest and those are always fun to play those uh those win place ones um what's the other one the beat the host i think it's called right yeah they do that one um i think that one actually just started that's like 10 races uh what is it i think it's six dollars win place bets and uh if you beat the the host because they have one guy if you beat their total then you are in this other tournament to go and they i think and then there's like what, a final table or something like that and they give up prizes for you know the top one every week the top one across the whole tournament so like th- those are like really good for like getting action and getting your feet in um or getting used to like just betting one place because I- i'm sure a lot of people out there they don't bet win win bets anymore and me i've kind of come around to being like i'm okay just betting a win bet you know some people they just want to hit a home run every single bet that that they put in and i'm kind of like you know what i'm okay to not hit a home run if i can make a couple hundred bucks on this bet i'll be very happy yeah i know i sometimes you know i get caught up in that too and i'll be like oh man like yeah i like this horse but it's three to one 
it's like okay how it's like how do i make that three to one into 25 to one you know it's like okay like how how do i turn that that three to one horse like play it horizontally or vertically or whatever and and kind of get get around that but uh but yeah it's um yeah i i I definitely i playing those contests actually have made me more um more apt to want to play things like doubles and pick threes and kind of get away from um get away from the really really long horizontals um and i don't know if that's i don't know if that's just because now i feel more comfortable with that um or uh you know i i guess i've just kind of seen the results that you can kind of get from that you know you can invest that same i don't know 70 dollars you would play in um pick a, a pick five and you know if the odds are good enough you can play that in a double and get similar returns you know but um yeah so so now you would say that that the live bankroll is kind of uh what you're more focused on that's kind of like your your more preferred um tournament style yeah um yeah I, for nhc i kind of wanted to experience it and then the first year i qualified I only knew one other person who had ever gone to NHC and uh, they didn't really give me any tips. It was kind of like have fun and this and that. And I'd listen to, you know, I tried to read blogs or I'd listen to podcasts because, you know, some of the other ones they'd have, you know, the NHC super show and things like that. But you don't really know what it's like until you're there and in that position. And um, the first year I had two entries and I just didn't, I just didn't know how to play it. So I was like, well, maybe one entry I'm going to play all long shots and the other entry I'm going to play like the, you know, the three to one horses that I like and like, I'll chip my way, you know, onto, you know, on the leaderboard. And then after, you know, I, I can't remember what my, where I placed, wherever it was, I did not make the top 10%. Um, I haven't made the top 10% for either year. So after that year, I was like, oh, man, you know, I think I know next year I'm just going to pick more long shot horses. Because I remember um, looking at a race at Oakland and I liked a horse that was like 17 to one. But I ended up betting another horse, you know, and so it's just kind of like those things where it's like, man, I should have just and the 17 horse won. So I was like, man, I should have just bet that 17 to one horse. And, you know, oh, I mean, you do get a lot of long shots that end up um winning during nhc so to blow it on a three to one it's just or a you know whatever five to one even it's it just doesn't feel it just doesn't feel good to like a horse and then you completely whiff on it um so and again like i think the live bankroll that everyone talks about is the bcbc i didn't i played in it when it was at santa anita last time and I haven't played in it since. I'll probably try harder to win a BCBC seat. Um, the year that I qual- that I had won a seat at Sanita, it seemed like they were having a lot of feeders, or that a lot of their contests that they had a BCBC spot. But I've noticed that since one of their tracks hasn't hosted it because it's gone to Keeneland and then Del Mar, they are offering instead the Pegasus um, tournament. And so I'm like, I'm wondering if they just wanted to increase the handle at their own track. And that's why 
they were always offering these seats when Santa Anita was hosting it because they have not offered the same number of, of those seats. And if you ask me, what would I rather have one BCBC seat or two NHC seats? Because they could, you know, if you consider an NHC seat is worth 4,500, you know, those are roughly the same. I'd probably go with the two B, the one BCBC seat. I know like all the guys in our group, like that's definitely what, I mean, they would rather play BCBC. I personally wouldn't, um, but that's more of a psychological thing for me, I think, because like, taking what essentially is probably like between 10 to 20 percent of my yearly handle and putting it in one <laughs> in one tournament is kind of just like ah uh, i don't know like I, I think if it came down to it and i had to make you know a multiple thousand dollar bet like that's a little bit harder than it is you know firing away at long shots on a you know mythical contest where like the the entries already paid so um but yeah, I mean, I, I definitely, I mean, it, it, there's no question that it's worth more. And I think it's it's easier to, um, you know, e- even if you, you know, say you break even, right, in, in BCBC or whatever, it's like you're still walking away with cash versus um, if you're playing NHC and, and maybe you do well, but sit just outside of the cash, like you get nothing. So um, there's always that as well. Yeah, I will say for the BCBC, that I had never bet that much on one bet before. And that was definitely a mental challenge because like I said, I had, uh, I think it was the Preakness challenges when I went to my BCBC seat. So I had already come out positive on the day just on my bankroll alone. And then I get this $10,000 seat. So then my thought was, well, maybe I'll just fire some show bets take home whatever's left over and that can be my thing. And then I was like, well, you know what? You don't get this opportunity a lot. You're basically gifted $10,000 to play in this contest. So, and I mean, it's like $600 minimums. Like, I, I think, I can't remember what it was. It was like four races on day one, five races on day two, or it was something like that. I mean, to have to fire away, like, you know, 2,500 on some damn two-year-old races, you know, it's like, you just never do it, right? I mean, 2,500, that's like maybe a month's worth of handle, maybe two months worth of handle for me, right? So, or at least at that time it was. So definitely a a mental block to get over and be like, it's just like a $20 win bet or whatever it is, whatever you want to think it is. And it's a lot easier to do it again once you've done it before. That's like, okay, I've been here before. I know I can do it and it's no big deal. Yeah, I mean that kind of happened to me when I played the um, the Santa Anita was I think it was like a fifteen hundred dollar buy in contest that I, I won a seat to from their like eighty dollar contest on opening day it might have been and yeah I ran into the same thing because it's like all right I got to fire a two hundred dollar double and actually the other interesting part about that is is realizing how much smaller the double pool is than the exacta pool. And just like how a two hundred dollar double can shift the odds, because um, I think I played I played in a, a Canterbury contest live contest too, and the same thing happened. Like I I fired like a hundred dollar double, and it shifted the odds, like the payouts quite a bit. And, and at those small tracks, like that's that's even bigger difference. But you know, you start to realize things about pool size, and you start to realize like, oh, like you know, BCBC wouldn't be as big of a deal because the, the pools are enormous, but 
I mean, heck, it was it was Santa Anita, and I was firing a hundred dollar double, and I was like, wait, like this is gonna actually like change the odds a little bit. Um, so, um, yeah, like you you got you got to kind of you know get used to get used to that. Like that was kind of like I said, a little uncomfortable for for me trying to like uh, realize like oh I got to wager through this thousand dollars or whatever because um, that for me is like two months a month or two worth of what i normally wager you know so it's just kind of like or, or bankroll rather so it's it's definitely definitely a difference especially if you're not used to it which is why like i definitely think that especially if you're a newer player someone with a smaller bankroll like getting started with like the mythical contests and and trying to turn those either turn those into like satellite into the the live bankroll contests um or um, you know, get used to playing those. Um, I definitely think is, is the the right first step in getting involved in, in, in these these tournament plays. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, it definitely it definitely took some getting used to. Um, even even playing the the Naira contest, which are I think like I said, three hundred dollar buy ins. Um, getting used to firing those those bigger bets than even I'm used to. You know, like I I'm I was scaling up like two three x of what I normally bet. Because, you know, you have to bet, I think it's, I think it might be $40 in five races. And, you know, where I would normally maybe bet 10 or $20, it's like, okay, well, now I got to bet 40. And, uh, you know, you kind of got to get used to that kind of stuff. And uh, especially if you want to win those contests, you have to be ready to make large wagers at the end. So you never know where it's going to end up. There was one, I, I ended up with like $700 once. I think it was third place. You know, and then there was another time where I ended up with like three hundred dollars, which was like just barely above what like the starting bankroll, and I I still cashed. I cashed another three hundred dollars in like tenth place or something. So, um, they're definitely you, you kind of got to like look at it, kind of figure out what your target is. You you got kind of got to go in with a plan, and I don't know. I I almost feel like there's not like a real good like blueprint out there like have you ever like tried to like look up any kind of like like uh like reading or like books or anything like that on contest play uh i haven't but i i think just through trial and error and being like okay i wish i would have done this um you know like you said kind of having a goal like for the smaller contest you know on naira i'm sure they they have history of like you know where people cashed at so you kind of be like, okay, if I can get a thousand, I can probably safely get in the top ten, right? I remember it kind of like your thing. The first year I went to NHC, one of the contests I played at Santa Anita, I played um, on track. It was uh, I want to say it was also a fifteen hundred dollar buy-in, and I ended with like seventeen hundred or something like that, barely above it, and I finished an eighth, which was enough to get an NHC seat. And so I was like wow, like I really lucked out. And it also matters to like for those kinds of things, like who's ahead of you, because like the first guy might already have two seats. And so a lot of times the rules say, if the first person has two seats already, they will be offered a, you know, a credit for another tournament and the seat will go to the next eligible person. And so the seat kind of fell down to me because people ahead had been double qualified, but like for live bankroll, you definitely need a plan. I, I feel like like comparing um, like live bankroll to NHC, 
it's a lot harder. Um, it's a lot harder to, to have a plan in NHC because a lot of times you can make the value of what your own opinions are usually. So if I'm playing in a live bankroll and I, you know, they say you have to bet $200 um, on five separate races and I use four bullets and they're going to have $200 left. I can still probably get to my goal on that $200 somehow, whether it be, okay, if I like this favorite, who's a horse I like to fit in the exacta or who's a horse I like in the try. And then you hammer that opinion to get to your end goal. And NHC, you know, like I said, you have 18 plays a day. If you miss bullet after bullet after bullet, you're like starting to have get desperate because it's like, if I want to make it to day three, I need this much money. And in order to get that much money now, I can't play the 10 to ones. I have to play the 15 to ones or the 20 to ones, or I need, you know, three cap horses. Where are these cap horses going to come from? You know, this field of five at Santa Anita, like that's just like your, your options are a lot less for those mythical tournaments. And that's true for NHC or if you play, um, something on horse tourneys, like the further the tournament goes on and the more that you miss, the less opportunities you have to start catching up. Like that's just the way it is, you know, whereas for a life bankroll, if you miss, it's kind of like, okay, no big deal. I have, I can bet this race or, okay, no big deal. I have one more, two more bullets that I, I have a strong opinion that, you know, later on in the card and I can try it here. You know, if you have, if you still haven't had anything, and like I said, you have $200, you might even just be able to straight up win bet that $200 and get somewhere. You know, you can't, you can't do that. in the NHC, you can like a horse in the NHC, miss all your other horses, get your cap horse for a 64. And then you're still like 250th or something like that. If, if you've missed all your races. So I, that's why I think I'm kind of prefer, I prefer live bankroll more. And I do play in the cash tournaments every weekend on horse tourneys, but I've really just gone to playing um, well, pretty much medium to long shots every single entry because you never know like where are you like you never know where you're going to be at the end and that if it's the end of the day and it's like okay I've got 30 bucks if I can get a cap horse it's like you know more often than not I pick a cap horse in, in the last race or a horse that's like really long shot on the morning line even if I like them a little bit or if I can see them anyway winning I'll I'll choose the the horse with the longest odds so basically play how I play the horses normally. Got it. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, no. I it was it was nice, man. I like I'm 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 glad we got some time here to, to sit here and talk. I know uh I know you like uh you like playing tournaments and I figure with NHC coming up you you've been there a couple times and um you know, if you if you look on horse racing Twitter basically everybody uh you know, takes turns bashing NHC and then they're like, oh, well, NHC is still great and then bash it again. So um, I figured it'd be good to, you know, kind of have a nice, uh, nice little discussion, talk, talk about the pros and cons of it, um, you know, from someone who's been there. And uh, yeah, where, uh, where can people find you? You you post on Twitter much? You you hang around anywhere besides uh, Discord? I know uh, you're, you're Murphy on Discord for those of us who are on, uh, um, on discord but uh where can people find you on twitter yeah i'm on that's uh calawag underscore g c-a-l-i-w-a-g underscore g and then on, i mean on the topic of like people bashing nhc i mean i know i from what i said you know i probably 
sound like I'm an NHC hater. I mean, NHC, I think it's a really fun tournament, but I think a lot of people make it more than what it is and probably like temper expectations, like view it as a free weekend in Vegas, if you want to see, that's probably how I'd do it. And with the goal of minute, like just saying like, if I take home any money this weekend from this tournament, I'll, I'll be happy with that. I think there's a lot of people who have high expectations of like, I want to get to the final table. And I mean, there's, I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but I think from a, a statistical standpoint, I think people get disappointed afterward and think, oh, I should have done this differently. And really NHC weekend, it's just a dartboard in, in my opinion. I don't know if the best handicappers are always the ones in the top 10, you know, but um, I, I think it's definitely more luck-based NHC compared to something live bankroll where you really have to pick the horse you like and then pick the bet that you want to you want to put the horse in. But I mean, yeah, NHC is fun. And anyone that's playing it, I wish them luck and hope they do well this weekend. But I know for me, it's just not a high. If I go, if I qualify, I will never turn down the seat. But um, I know for me, it's just not a high priority to try to qualify for that anymore. Cool. Well, thanks for your time. Uh, you can catch us at wrong underscore lead on Twitter, uh, on the wrong lead.com, uh, youtube.com slash on the wrong lead. Uh, we'll, we'll be streaming on Thursday night at our normal time, seven 30 central, eight 30 Eastern have no idea what we're going to cover. Cause racing kind of sucks this weekend, but, uh, and, uh, Turfway is not running on Thursdays anymore, uh, which is odd. So um, we'll we'll figure something out, though. And then, uh, yeah, we'll catch you guys later.